listening to The Currency Welcome. I'm Mike Gaston, and I am your host. Thanks for joining me. This is episode number 89. It's May 2nd. It's Sunday, May 2nd, 2021. And it's really good to be behind the mic. I'm glad to be here. I'm going to keep this one nice and tight. It's going to be a short one. Dudes, I am so busy. So busy. I lost a couple easily two weeks, if not more, to COVID. And then even after COVID, I was just bonkers. I was tired, tired. But you know, when a man who runs a, a consultancy with a handful of clients uh, lies on his back and does absolutely nothing, except I might add, except for watching South Korean teenage romance sci-fi dramas. Yes, thank you, Netflix. Uh, I, <laughs> I watched this show called Sisyphus. It was great. I don't know. In my COVID stupor, it was the perfect medicine. But I did nothing for two weeks. I could hardly respond to text messages. I was so exhausted. And the pain, the pain. But yours truly, we talked about this in the last episode. I was grateful for the experience I got through. But here's the thing. So now, you know, you get through COVID, you got a little bit of, you got a little bit of an issue with energy. You're tired. You're just wiped out, you know, stand up and woozy kind of stuff. And so slowly your energy comes back. So here I am trying to get caught up. We were going to list our house before this whole COVID thing hit. Got wiped out, had to push that back. So now you lose two, two and a half weeks and it's just bonkers trying to get caught up on the work that I owe my clients, love my clients and love the work. It's great to be re-engaged in doing it. But I'm sitting here saying, okay, <laughs> I've got, I got to get a move on. And on top of that, you know, when you list a house, and it's hard to believe we're listing Gaston Manor. Uh, you know, we're located in upstate New York. We sit on five acres. It's an old house, uh, kind of a little old Greek revival. Nothing special. It's it's special to us, uh, and it's ha- it has some additions to it. Er- early 1820s, mid 1820s, uh, the main house. But just sitting on five acres, you know, my wife has been able to run some chickens and we've got a dog and a, you know, cat that wanders around, a little barn and so on. It's just kind of nice. But the cool thing is we're literally, I'm 10 minutes from downtown Rochester. I mean, and that's what's rare. It's rare to live near any kind of city. Not that Rochester is a huge city, but any kind of city and sit on land and be that close to the to the city proper. So we, we've really been blessed. I mean, it's just been amazing. But, you know, it's New York State, and uh, it's time to move. We've been wanting to get out of New York State for many years, and we believe the doors are opening. Now, we could be wrong. We could list this house and find out that, yeah, no, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's not going to sell. But we think with the market being as hot as it is, and I think people really looking for land, wanting to homestead or do gentlemen uh, and gentlewoman um, farming and so on, I, I, it's a special property. The house needs work. We put a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a fair amount of money into this house. But if you looked at it, you're like, oh, gee, it's kind of rough. It's because, yeah, we're chipping away. I mean, there were a lot of like raw rooms, you know, just bare studs and it just, it's old, et cetera. So we've been chipping away. Our, our son and daughter-in-law, Zach and Faith, helped us recently remodel a kitchen. Uh, job's not completely done. We have to get a floor in, but we've been doing a lot of work. That said, uh, we think it's time. You know, the market's pretty hot and we feel like the doors are open for us to uh, make a move and get out of New York State. So we're uh, working hard trying to get the house listed. Why do I say all that? I say all that because every Sunday I record this podcast and I've just been so busy that I'm like, oh, I got to get a podcast done. And and when I say I got to, I don't feel burdened by it. It's like I don't want to let time go by 
and not put a podcast out. By the way, if you hear hammering, pounding noise in the background, that's because we're busy working on the house while yours truly is behind the beautiful, beautiful black microphone. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's the story. Um, the nice thing is my energy's coming back. Like I'm waking up in the mornings. I've got clarity. My mind is sharp. And that's just like, oh, what a blessing. Because for at least two weeks, I was just fuzzy afterwards. Now I'm waking up thinking about the things I want to do. I can get right into projects. It's just nice. So all that. I want to take a couple minutes today and just share uh, something that I've experienced recently with regards to content strategy in my website. I, uh, I'm always on the hunt for new approaches to marketing. As many of you know, I'm a marketing and branding consultant. I, I tend to focus more on the strategy side of things. I don't get too much into execution. And that's not because I don't know how. It's just that at this stage of my life, I'm more interested in the strategy. I've, I've spent decades doing... <laughs> decades doing implementation and execution, but I'm always on the lookout for techniques, uh, techniques, tactics, and so on. And I love the, I love content strategy. You know, I'm particularly interested in how content can drive your marketing. And personally, I enjoy writing. As you know, I like making uh, podcast episodes, audio and, and video content. And, you know, I came across some changes. I noticed, you know, the, the kind of historical, let's say you want to get traffic to your website, you'd choose a bunch of keywords, and then you'd write articles that highlight those keywords, and you'd try to get those keywords into your title, into your URL, uh, into your metadata, and throughout the article, and you're hoping, you know, that Google would pick it up. And in the old days, you'd kind of stuff your article with those keywords, <laughs> If your if your keyword was gardening, which is a very broad one, you wouldn't just go for gardening, but you'd say, many people who enjoy gardening try to do gardening on Saturdays and Sundays because gardening is time intensive. But at the same time, gardening can be very therapeutic. You know, your first paragraph is just stuffed with a keyword. It's garbage. It makes for garbage content. And I came across... Um, some thinking not too long ago, maybe a year or so ago, uh, and I have to give credit where credit is due. This this is uh, Jim and Ricky. I forget their last names right now. They're out of Idaho, but they run um, they run a business called Income School, and the idea behind their business is like you can set up these niche websites, and I'm, I don't do this. Like this isn't my business, but this is you know the guys. This is what they're all about. So you can run a niche business um, by, I'm sorry, you can run a business by having these niche websites and you get traffic to these sites. They teach you how to get traffic to the sites. And once you've got traffic coming in, you know, they teach you how to run ads on the site, maybe do affiliate deals. And so you've got all these people coming to your site about goldfish or some, you know, whatever. And, and so then they're getting ad traffic served to them, which means you're getting revenue Maybe they're clicking links to buy stuff on Amazon, or maybe there's some affiliate deal that, that you've set up with some goldfish <laughs> supply company. And so you're getting money. So you've got this website, and the idea is that the more traffic you can get to the site, the more you can convert people, the more money you can make. And then over time, you can have two or three of these sites. And, and then the idea is that you can eventually sell that site. I mean, you can list the site, and someone will buy it. If you've got a site that's generating 
you know, $20,000, $50,000, $100,000 a year in revenue, well, then you can sell that site because there are bigger companies that are looking for content sites and they're looking for traffic and audience and eyeballs. And so you might walk away with a few hundred thousand dollars. Or if you've got a really successful site, like if, if you know, 10 years ago you were building a site on uh, consumer finance, that, that's huge. You could sell that site for millions of dollars if it was successful. And so that's what these guys do. So I came across them and I think I saw some of their YouTube videos and I liked them. I just thought these just seemed like good guys. But what's really interesting about these guys is they spend a fair amount of time trying to get under the hood of Google. I mean, if you're gonna be in this business, you've gotta crack the code with Google. And if any of you folks deal with Google, if you deal with content marketing, if you have any kind of, even if your business, like you personally are a marketer, but you've got a business that has to be marketed, you probably know that over time, once in a while, Google will upgrade or update the way its algorithms work. And so everybody figures out how it works. AK, like I was talking about, that approach where you stuff keywords. That was the way they used to do it. And then they, they do an update and they change it all. And then all of a sudden, all your SEO, your search engine optimization, all that work that you did to try to rank and get your you know site to show up on the first page of a Google search, it just goes away and you're, you're almost back to step one. And so these guys are always under the hood trying to figure out Google. And what they brought to the table is something I thought was really fresh. They're, and I don't know what they call it. I, I'm going to call it semantic search. And what they do essentially is they help you craft content based on the way that Google really works. So they're saying, look, keywords, that's old school. And, and the majority of people still try to do the keyword game. I mean, that's really keywords and backlinks seem to be what most people are looking for these days. But the, the Jim and Ricky over at Income School, they're saying, no, 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 no. It's all about semantic search. And you don't need to worry about keywords because Google tells you what the search phrases are. You don't even need to know things like volume of traffic or whatever. And the way they tell you is, and any of us that have used Google know this, you've experienced this, you start to type in your search phrase, not a keyword, but a search phrase, how to change a, and then Google tries to figure out what you want. And so there'll be a list of a tire, a diaper, <laughs> you know, whatever those things are. And you realize that, so Google's trying to figure out, well, what is it that you're looking for? And it will recommend options and it's recommending them based on what popular what's popular, that it's always keeping track, like what are people asking about? And then it tries to figure that out. And so these guys have kind of crafted their SEO approach around this insight. And what they've done, they've identified uh, the types of articles that do really well. And then they provide a very clear kind of structure for these articles. And, uh, it's logical and so on. They've just, you know, backwards engineered, I guess you'd say, a bunch of uh, articles that are successful and uh, tried to figure out, okay, well, what is it Google's looking for? What is it like? And so they've almost got like a recipe or a formula of how you go about figuring out what search terms, you know, you should be writing articles for, how to write the articles, how to title them and so on. Okay. So why do I share all this? So I was intrigued by this and I thought, you know, these guys, based on my experience, I think what they're saying makes a lot of sense. Like I think, I think they've cracked the code. 
And for months I've been, you know, I, and I've been applying this for some clients, uh, you know, a little bit, and I've run into some issues that I can't control, meaning we're doing the work to create these articles, but sometimes, and these, it is, it'll get sorted out over time, but you know, like one client, the system that they're on, it's a little clunky. It, it, there's some other Google issues. I think the articles are fine, but then the sites are, you know, loading slowly and so on. So those are being addressed that, but, but I said, well, let me, I want to start applying this for myself. You know, it's like the classic phrase, the cobbler's children have no shoes. I'm so busy doing this for clients and it works. Why am I not doing this for myself? I spent a little bit of time and I banged out an article last week, uh, you know, just like early mornings and the evenings and whatnot. It ended up being a pretty long article. I want to say it was, I don't know, a couple thousand words. I, I may have trimmed it down, but it was, maybe it was down to 1800 words, but it was over 2000 words at one point. Maybe it's still there. Maybe it's 2,500. I can't remember. Who cares? So I wrote this article. I did the search. Um, I did the research as they recommended. I identified a phrase or kind of like a search query, a semantic query. I put an article together, published it. I published it just a week ago, just a week ago. And today I was in my Google Analytics uh, as I was having my morning coffee, because isn't that what everybody does while they have their morning coffee at 630? And I was like, oh, holy smokes, that, that article is performing. I took a look and that article is already on the top page. It's on the first page of the search engine results. So if you type in the phrase that I wrote that article for, it shows up on the first page. Now it's not number one, but still I think it's at the bottom. I think it's second to last or third to last. I can't remember. And it may not stay there. Often Google try, you know, test articles out. And if people don't click on them or whatever, then they, they downgrade them. So this might be a, a little blip. But typically, this kind of thing could take months. It could take, you could write an article and it could take eight months for that thing to land on the homepage. Eight months. Or sorry, not the homepage. The first, you know, the first search result page. So to write something a week ago, and to see it show up on the first page of the search result, uh, search engine. And I'm, and I'm, by the way, looking at this in incognito mode or private mode or wherever you want to call it, because I, wa- I want to make sure that Google's not just going, oh, uh, <laughs> hey, it's Mike Gaston, serve him up his content. Yeah, they'll do that. Like if they know you're interested in something, they'll just serve it up to you. Actually, while we're... Um, talking right now. I'm going to look it up and see where it shows up. We'll do this live. Uh, Got to type correctly. So I'm a little nervous. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm in cognito mode. And where am I? Let's see. I'm just scrolling and trying to talk at the same time, which is not easy. Okay. So now I'm not on the top page. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. How can you do this live? Oh, I'm on the second page. All right, so I've gone down a little bit. But that's actually fascinating to me that you could write something in a week later. And you know, these and these things go up and down. Like at this moment, I'm on the second page. I could bounce back up to the to the first page. <laughs> I sound like I'm telling myself, many people like me. They they find me, you know, enjoyable and I I'll find more friends. It's okay. Uh, so, you know, I'm not too concerned that it's on the second page. Today it's on the second page. I mean, this morning was in the first page. It's going to bounce around a little bit. That's one article, by the way. I share this with you to just help you think a little bit. Like if you've got a website, 
and you're trying to get traffic. Now I'm writing content that is universally interesting, meaning I'm not sitting here selling to a location. I'm not selling to a certain zip code. I'm not offering a service that's for people, you know, within a 30 or 50 mile radius. I'm putting content out there that anybody in the world uh, would be interested in potentially if they're English speakers, you know, so keep that in mind. I'm, I'm, you know, if you're, if you've got like an ice cream shop and you're trying to sell to people in a 10 mile radius, you know, popping up, you, you know, if you're going to write an article on, uh, you know, the a custard ice cream, you know, what, what makes custard ice cream, what's the history of it, what makes it so unique, et cetera, that may not necessarily show up on the top page. Now it could, I mean, if, if you're writing about why your ice cream is better than everybody else's, that's probably not going to show up. But if you just wrote an article about the history of custard ice cream, the locations, you know, and so on that, that, that like populations enjoy versus other areas that don't, that could show up because that's general interest. <coughs> but where I'm going with this is to say, is to say, you know, if you're thinking about, um, trying to get traffic to your site, this is a really phenomenal way to do it. And if you consider, I wrote one article, they're not all going to perform well, but I wrote one article. I'm kind of dipping my toe in the water for myself. I've been doing this for clients, but imagine writing one a week. Imagine putting two, three articles out a week. And if you can consistently get your content to the first page, if you even get it to the top one or two results, Imagine the volume of traffic. If you've got 50 articles, 400 articles out there that are grabbing traffic and pulling them in, that you, you can have a flood of eyeballs to your website. Now, the trick then becomes, well, how do you engage them? How do you keep them? How do you convert them, capture them to your email list, convert them, monetize, and all that? That's how, you know, that, this is all block and tackle marketing. But um, if you're looking at SEO and you're just paying uh, for traffic, if you're paying for, you know, let's let's do some social media stuff just to get engagement or whatever. If you're just putting money into your marketing and you're not really thinking about you know, how to take it to the next level, I would just encourage you to, to look into this. And if you have any questions, I'm happy to talk to you about it. I, I could advise you, uh, but my point being, it's not so much about hire me. That's great if you want to, but I'd be happy to, to have either email conversation or even a phone conversation and just help you learn more about it, consider if it's good for you and maybe help you find a way to start doing more of it uh, for yourself because it can be very impactful. So my goal over the next you know six months, I'm going to go all in on trying to create regular content. Because of the work I do, I have a lot of free time. I'm trying to make sure that I get one video out a week. I'm trying to get one podcast out a week and write one article. That's a lot of content on top of all the other work that I'm doing in this process of trying to sell a house. Now, the thing with selling the house, I mean, we're going to list it. It's going to be up on the market for just a week. And then we're going to you know, entertain offers and see if we get a good offer. If we don't get a good offer, we're just going to pull it off the market. We're, this is not going to be one of those, we're sitting here for months trying to sell this thing. The market's hot. We're going to list it. If it goes, it goes. So... You know, it'll be a couple weeks. Uh, we do photos on Tuesday, house lists on Thursday next week, and the following Thursday we're done. And we'll know if we had a good offer at that point. Now, once we close that deal, there will be uh, 
a lot of other work to do to get ready to move out of the house, but that's, that's another story for another time. But yeah, if you're trying to figure out how to get traffic to your site, I would highly recommend you look into this and you consider this idea of creating content around these semantic search terms that Google is offering. And if you want to learn a little bit more, you know, get in touch with me. I'd be happy to share uh, my experience and my information as well as uh, show you, uh, you know, I mentioned um, Jim and Ricky at Income School. You can check those guys out. I mean, they're they're really fantastic and they're not offering a marketing service i think you you can subscribe to their content like they have a paid version if you're one of these folks that's trying to build websites that you can build up and sell and so that's you know they've got a i think they call it project 24 you can you know i think it's like four or five hundred bucks a year maybe it's 600 and you get access to all their training etc i think there's a, a forum and so on. Uh, but, but, you know, they've got a YouTube channel. They do a lot of stuff there. But if you want to get in touch with me, just reach out. You know, my email address is mike at mikegaston.com. You can hit my website. You know, there's a contact form there. Uh, or you can look for me on LinkedIn. Uh, sometimes after an episode, I'll get a few people reaching out via LinkedIn. I really appreciate that. It's nice to connect with you guys. I hope you guys are doing great. I uh, hope you're having your best possible life. And uh, do get in touch. I'd love to connect. Guys, I love you all, and I'll catch you in the next episode.